Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The sixth adhyaya of Shri Bhagavad Gita is Atma Sanyama Yoga also called Dhyana Yoga which is the path of self-restraint or meditation to attain the divine. Meditation is important to allow our mind to become quiet and meditation is not possible without self-restraint or Atma Sanyama. In the sixth adhyaya, Shri Krishna talks about the different aspects of Vedantic meditation called Nididhyasana. The main purpose of the sixth adhyaya is for the assimilation atmasad of the divine knowledge gnana in our life for meditation to happen and for progress to happen on the spiritual path the body has to become quiet and the mind needs to become still there are several types of meditation some help us to achieve relaxation to improve our concentration and some to develop an attitude of abundance in life The main meditation which happens after listening to Vedant Shravana is for the assimilation of the self knowledge. This meditation is called Nididhyasana which is the meditation on our real or the true self or the nature of our own self called Atma Swarupa Dhyana. It is important to be steadfast in the truth that is revealed by Vedant and for that we need to change our old impressions viparyaya and our strong beliefs to make the knowledge steadfast and making it the presiding authority in our life the first words of the sixth adhyaya starts with words of bhagwan krishna who stresses the importance of karma yoga as a first step in the spiritual journey for meditation to happen as the next step in the journey shri bhagavan uvacha anashrita karma phalam He says by living attachments to the fruits of actions karyam karma karoti aha one who does his own actions prescribe duties kartavya karma as by the attitudes of karma yoga sasanyasi cha yogi cha such a karma yogi is a sanyasi and he is a true yogi na niragnir na chakriya and not the one who just gives up actions to become sanyasi So in the vision of Krishna both the lifestyles of the householder the grihastha and that of a renunciate the sanyasa are conducive to the final goal of complete freedom from all limitations that is moksha Krishna says both these paths are essentially the same Krishna described two lifestyles in the beginning of the third adhyaya when he said lokesmin duvidhanishta the knowledge the gnana nishtha and the karma nishtha the actions but now he's saying these are not two separate paths but both are the same he says yam sanyasamiti prahu yogam tam vidhi pandava arjuna know that sanyasa is the same as karma yoga naya sanyasta sankalpo one who has not left his own binding desires yogi bhavati kashana does not even become a yogi 
Krishna says both karma yogi and sanyasi they need to renounce their binding desires which is the root of the problem. Finally in the next verse Krishna resolves the dilemma of Arjuna by showing him who is eligible for which path. The selection of the path depends on the inclination, eligibility and the accomplishment of the seeker. So this is now the end of the Arjuna's dilemma whether to go for the knowledge path or the actions path, gnana versus karma. From the questions of Arjuna in the beginning of the third and the fifth adhyaya, we could see this dilemma. And Bhagavan now puts an end to this dilemma. He says, Arurukshor Munir Yogam Karma Karanam Muchyate. For the seeker who desires to attain, ascend, to go up on the path of yoga, karma yoga is the means. Yoga Rudhasya Tasyaiva Shama Karanam Muchyate. And one who has firmly been established in the yoga path. Sannyasa is the means or the renunciation is the means for his journey. So for the one who has many desires to fulfill in life, for the one who has many strong likes, raga and dislikes, dvesha, for the one who is attached much to actions and for the one who does not natural does not have natural control over his or her own self, including restraint of the mind, body and senses, for such a person, karma yoga is the means to embark on the spiritual journey. Most of us are eligible, therefore, for karma yoga as a primary method for spiritual progress. For the one who has achieved the peak of the yoga, of self-restraint, the knowledge, the renunciation is the means to the final goal. Krishna defines one who is firmly established in yoga, who is yoga ruda, and one who has all these three restraints in the next shloka. Yadahinendriyarteshu he has no attraction in the sense objects, indriya, sanyama. Na karma swanushajjate, no attachment to the actions, suggest restraint over the body, sharira. Sarva sankalpa sanyasi, and one who renounces all the worldly desires, suggesting he has control over his mind. Yoga rudhasta dochyate, then that person is considered to have become yoga ruda. Krishna summarizes that one who has a restraint over one's own self, is considered to be the master of the self. That person alone is eligible to attain the final goal of life. Most of the spiritual journey is meant for attaining such a self-restraint. Most of us have a restless mind. We keep thinking about a lot of issues that occur during the day. Not only that, we keep thinking about what happened in the past and keep worrying about what will happen in the future. This incessant thinking originates from our deep desires to achieve something either from outside materially in the form of wealth, status, power or internal peace and happiness. Due to our restless mind, our body also keeps active to do some or the other actions for the fulfillment of these desires. As soon as we fulfill one desire, another one is ready to spring in our mind. Each karma, thoughts, words or actions creates an impression in our mind and this eternal cycle of incessant thoughts leading to desires, leading to actions, leading to impressions, more desires, more actions, more impressions, this keeps going on and on without our awareness. Even if we sit in silence for some time, this incessant stream of thoughts continue. In the eyes of Krishna, only the person who has self-restraint of the senses, mind and the body to control this incessant flow of thoughts is eligible for the path to the meditation and to further progress on the spiritual path. 
until that stillness and awakening is achieved the seeker is eligible only for karma yoga how do we achieve that rest end of mind krishna describes in the beautiful next verse he says to arjuna you make your own efforts to become steady in yoga to become yoga rudha uddhret atmana atmanam he says elevate yourself arjuna by your own self atmanam na avasadayet you don't let yourself down atma evahi atmano bandhu you are your own friend atmana evam atmana haribuhu and you are your own enemy krishna describes how our own efforts are so important in life both in the material achievements and on the spiritual path for enlightenment we need to have a self motivation to continuously put in our best efforts and to make the best use of our given time this is our own grace on our own self which is called atma krupa to let the grace of ishwara ishwara krupa guru guru krupa and scriptures shastra krupa to happen we need to have our own grace atma krupa to the best of our abilities krishna also tells arjuna uddhred atmana atmanam elevate yourself by your own self arjuna it is your responsibility for any change to happen in your vision thus i need to do my duties to the best possible level with atma krupa and we need to change our false beliefs and misconceptions which we have been nurturing since ages we should also be aware not to let ourselves down or ruin ourselves atmanam na avasadayet he says as much as it is important to be positive on this path it is even more important not to get negative thoughts that pull us down at every opportunity we should rise from where we are and be open for learning change and improvement we should make a conscious effort to avoid thoughts and actions that bring us down we should also make clear goals in life and put in efforts to work towards reaching them we should keep walking and make way around the obstacles just like a flowing river naturally courses around an obstructing rock krishna says your own friend or your own own enemy and progress or otherwise in life depends on our own choices and therefore we need to make wise choices in life how can we make our mind our own best friend krishna describes in the next words he says bandhur atmatmanastasya this mind body complex is like a friend yenatmai vatmana jitah for one who has achieved the victory over the self over his own body mind and intellect anatmastu shatrutve vartitatmai va shatruvata one who does not have this kind of self restraint mind becomes one's own enemy so krishna says victory over our own mind is the real success of life in life we may achieve much material success in form of immense wealth and good family but unless we have a mind which is conducive and receptive to the success there is no happiness or bliss in life real happiness comes only when the mind is quiet still satisfied and peaceful and this is a real bliss in life krishna praises self restrain atma sanyama and equates it with the true happiness in life he says jitatmana prashantasya one who has control over his self becomes tranquil or peaceful paramatma samahitah and divinity is well established in his or her own self shitoshna sukha dukkheshu tatha manapamanayoho and is well balanced having samatva in all the dualities of life whether it may be heat cold praise criticism and others krishna says it is only with a self restraint one can develop a quiet mind in which one can attain the divinity 
the secret of having peace in life is to have a well balanced internal approach towards the dualities of life if we can develop an equanimous attitude towards both neither to get too elated by praise or too disturbed by criticism this signifies a victory over our own mind such a peaceful mind is a prerequisite to practice subtle spiritual disciplines like meditation so we can perceive the divinity by going deep within ourselves now krishna says wise the yogi is equanimous he has sahaj samatva one who is firmly realized in the wisdom of scriptures and one who has conquered his own senses and is a witness samaloshtashma kanchanha he is able to see oneness in the sand stone and gold having samatva buddhi and this integrated person is a yogi by virtue of the divine knowledge this person has oneness of vision samatva drashti and is able to see the one divinity which pervades all the living beings and the non living things the vision of such a person is on the substratum tadishthan and the foundation and not on the forms which are superimposed on this tatva which are adhyastha that white wise person also sees oneness in all the living beings in the chetan one who sees the oneness in the friend enemy detached person mediator rival relative saints and sinners and those who have the sameness of vision everywhere such a person is a unique person the wise does not discriminate or see all the differences in this world instead they have disciplined their mind to see the unity of all the elements in nature now in the next eight verses shri krishna describes some very important aspects of meditation for the seeker who is on the path to divine attainment he says yogi yunjita satatam practice yoga by being a yogi always continuously atmanam rahasisthita by contemplating on the atman sitting in isolation ekaki yata chittatma by keeping our mind in complete control nirashihi without any expectations or desires aparigraha by becoming a non possessor otherwise we'll all keep on thinking about desires and possessions in our meditation or dhyana krishna shows that out the preparations are also important for meditation he says shuchau deshe pratishthapya sit in a clean place by positioning oneself sthiram asana atmanah the asana the seat must be steadily established natyut chritam na ati neecham it should not be too high not too low chailajina kushottaram and this on this asana which is made up of cotton on the deer skin on the grass it's a three layer asana steady the mind in the goal for inner purification and then he says tatra upavishyasa asane sitting on this seat ekagram manah krutva by focusing the mind yatah chitta indriya akriya bringing to halt all the thoughts and actions of the senses and the mind yunjat yogam atma vishuddhaye practice yoga of meditation for the purpose of inner self purification meditation needs a quiet mind to concentrate on ourself we need to gradually move away from our strong identification to body mind intellect ego to know that we are the pure consciousness the pure awareness the knower of the three states of our daily experience and the knower of these three types of bodies the stula sukshma and the karana sharira we need to continuously do this kind of practice with discipline and faith having heard what is the reality from the guru the idea is to change our false identification due to our old habits viparyaya into new impression sanskara by the practice of meditation the purpose of meditation is to develop purification of mind from the old impressions and repeated unaware behavior 
Krishna describes the body posture during meditation. He says, Samam Kaya Shira Griva. By keeping the back, head and neck in one straight line, Dharayan Achalam Stiraha. By maintaining the posture with a very steady body, Sampreksya Nasika Gramswam. With closed eyes, seeing the center of our own eyebrows, Dishascha Navalokayan. And by not seeing in any other directions, the period of meditation can start with a short time sitting in silence with eyes closed for to begin with 5 to 10 minutes initially gradually this period needs to be increased by practice to at least 45 minutes every day yogis can easily practice continuous meditation for hours and once they can maintain the same position for 3 hours this is called asana siddhi in meditation now krishna describes the condition of the mind in meditation he says prashantatma vigatabihi a quiet mind which is free from fears brahmachari vrate sthitah established in sense control manah sanyamya by restraining our own mind machitta matparah by concentrating on me and by keeping me as a final goal krishna says yukta asita matparah this integrated personality this yogi sits in meditation by keeping me as a final goal and what are the benefits of meditation the dhyana sadhana In this way when the yogi who keeps on meditating niyatamanasa keeping his mind under control sadatmanam always engaging in his own self atma swarupa yogam yunjan practices meditation shantim nirvana paramam he achieves eternal peace within his own self mat sansthaam adigachati and achieves me my highest self bhagwan says the path of meditation the dhyana sadhana helps us to attain the divine The Vedantic meditation needs to be done continuously for long periods on a regular basis with discipline and with focus of the mind to attain the goal. However, doing meditation with such persistence and discipline is not an easy task. This is the experience of most of us and that's why the entire lifestyle for the day and life needs to be modulated for meditation. Krishna says one who eats too much is not able to meditate one neither the one who eats too little. and one who sleeps too much is also not able to meditate neither is the one who keeps awake for long so all our activities during the day including being social or attending large gatherings affects our meditation thus to practice one hour of meditation daily we need to take care of another 23 hours of our life krishna describes who is the most benefited from meditation he says yukta hara viharasya yukta chestasya karmasu one whose food activities and actions are all balanced yukta swapna avabodhasya and one who has adequate sleep yogo bhavati dukkha for such persons meditation will take away all the miseries and pains krishna says a balanced lifestyle is essential for meditation he praises the middle path the madhyam panthi where one balances between neither too much or too little all throughout the day work and personal life must also be balanced our food must be healthy and in appropriate quantities and our sleep should also be adequate for about 6 to 8 hours and after years of practice the climax of meditation happens which is described in the next verse what is the state of the mind in the deep state of meditation krishna says yada viniyatam chittam one whose mind is completely under self control nispruha sarva kamebhyo remains attached unattached to all the worldly objects anatma atmani eva vatishtate and remain steady in the true self or the atma tada yukta iti uchyate and then this yogi is called a yukta or an integrated yogi meditation is all about the state of mind the chitta avastha 
in the deeper states of meditation the mind becomes much more calm quiet and serene this happens by the constant practice of dispassion from all the worldly objects attachments to people by detachment vairagya and thereby withdrawing the mind from such objects anatma and steadying it in our true self the atma this process is a slow and a steady process and thus change happens very gradually and then during the climax of meditation the mind is like a lighted lamp krishna says yada deepa nivatasto na ingate just like a lighted lamp placed in a place where there is no air does not waver such an example is given for yogina yata chittasya for the yogi who has a complete control over his own mind keeps meditating on the self the mind of the yogi remains absolutely steady their emotions their responses in life are also very balanced they avoid the extremes of emotions and the responses are proactive rather than reactive and what are the characteristics of that yogi who has attained divinity when the mind is calmed by meditation which becomes still and with a pure mind the intellect perceives the own self and by this vision remains completely satisfied in the own self and yogi perceives his inner bliss which is much superior to the sense pleasures and bhagwan says sukham atyantikam yattata buddhi grahyam atindriyam yogi achieves this inner bliss which is experienced in his own mind and intellect which cannot be perceived by the sense organs cha evayam vetti atra stitah one who knows this state of happiness na chalati tattvatah does not waver from this state of being in his own self tattva the yogi who pursues the path of meditation and reaches the climax of meditation samadhi avastha perceives a lasting peace in his or her own self this happiness is lasting happiness atyantik sukha and which is directly experienced it is gnata sukha in contrast to the happiness that comes from the objects from outside which is transiently perceived and is dependent on those objects what is the great benefit of knowing our true self atma labha krishna says after achieving which knowing the self there is nothing further needs to be achieved yasmin stitah after being established in this gurunaapi api dukhena na vichalayet does not get perturbed by the great pains or miseries when we truly understand our own real self atma swarupa which is nothing but pure awareness by the practice of meditation the dhyana sadhana then we can internalize this knowledge into our very being this pure knowledge will remove all our misconceptions about our own self remove all doubts to reveal our true state which is devoid of any pains and miseries upnishad tells us that all the pains that we perceive in our mind is due to the improper understanding of the reality and therefore it is our responsibility to change our vision how can i achieve such a wonderful state where there is no pain and only inner bliss and lasting happiness krishna says knowing is achieving he says tam vidyat dukkha sanyoga viyogam yoga sangnitam he says that you should know as yoga what is it letting go the viyoga of the union with misery is the dukkha sanyoga this is the sanischayena yuktavya this is a path yoga sadhana should be pursued with a firm resolve anirvinna chetasa with lot of enthusiasm without getting tired in life we are daily affected by physical pains and mental agony due to things not happening according to our expectations and desires somebody disrespects us or criticizes us and we become upset this association with pain and miseries dukkha sanyoga in our day to day life is an illusion in the eyes of krishna once we let go of this illusion in the light of knowledge dukkha sanyoga viyogam 
it says in itself this itself is the union with the divine that is yoga sangnitam and that is what is worth knowing tam vidyat and this is what we need to pursue in our life we need to accept the truth the reality of what is our true self atma and the non true misconceived self the anatma on the spiritual path there is nothing like failure there is only progress nothing goes in vain whatever we do we get the appropriate results or the fruits every opportunity is a learning opportunity every failure has a lesson we need to learn and move on it is we who need to change our vision our understanding and not enforce a change on others how can i embark on this journey krishna says control of our senses the indriya sanyama is the first step for meditation he says sankalpa prabhavan kaman the desires that arise out of imagination tyaktva sarvana asheshatah needs to be completely renounced manasa indriya grama vyam viniyamya samantatah by the mind and controlling all the sense organs the desires are the kamna the root cause of most of our problems these desires arise out of imagination samyak kalpana that achieving these objects will make me happy and this will be very useful to me in life during meditation we need to leave all these options sankalpa out of our mind and then progress happens slowly we have to keep trying krishna says shanai shanai uparamed all change happens very slowly we need to keep withdrawing our mind from all these worldly attachments buddhya druti gruhitaya with the firmness of intellect to pursue the path atma sanstam manah krutva remain firmly engrossed in our consciousness our atma nakinchidapi chintayet without thinking of anything else the mind needs to be trained and this happens very slowly the entire journey is for the maturity of the mind during meditation dhyana abhyas we constantly need to see that i am the observer sakshi aware of all the three states the three states come and go they are anitya in my self nitya which is constant and unchanging in this true self i need to steady my mind atma sanstam manah krutva this helps me to feel the inner bliss peace the bliss within without thinking of anything else nakinchidapi chintayet and the goal of meditation is the climax samadhi or enlightenment sakshatkara however in real life meditation is difficult for most of us this is because of the monkey mind which keeps wandering what to do krishna says yata yata nischarati mana chanchalam asthiram for whatever reasons the mind wanders because the mind is very restless and unsteady tata tata niyamyai tata atmani eva vasham nayet from there on go get hold of the mind and put it back in our pure awareness our atma krishna concedes that mind is very restless and unsteady it keeps wandering from one object to the other this is because of the many many impressions of the past the samskaras and we need to do whatever we need to do and keep doing the same thing there are many obstacles to meditation dhyana vikshepa hetu the desires kamna the ambitions which arise out of our incompleteness within the anger the krodha the many fears bhaya and anxiety udvega which does not allow us to progress constant stress chinta dejection nirasha in failures also does not allow us to progress helplessness dinata keeping too much busy in our work karya bahulyam leads to fatigue and does not allow us to meditate undecided mind which keeps thinking about different options sankalpa 
and sleepiness alasya pramada are the other obstacles after overcoming all these obstacles we can enjoy the real benefits of meditation what are those benefits of meditation krishna says yogi by meditation knows the one brahma in all and achieves the peace by letting go of the rajas by destroying all the impurities of papa and he attains uttamam sukham upaiti achieves the eternal bliss prashanta manasam yenam where the mind and the senses are quiet the yogi keeps negating the non self anatma karvrutti to reach the true self atma swarupa by the practice of meditation this state is devoid of any pains or dukkha and this state is the peaceful because the disturbances created by the rajas guna the desires and anger are relieved the inner bliss that the yogi perceives or feels in is is independent and it is own volition thus the yogi who makes efforts to reach the goal with self control in this way by following all the previously given suggestions ever constantly trying to be in the self or the atma and his impurities are removed atyantam sukhamashnute achieves the eternal bliss brahma sansparsham by communion with the supreme divinity sukhena and happily or easily achieves this without any dependence on others now in the next three shlokas from the 29 to 31 krishna describes the highest divine knowledge of the self atmagnana its process prakriya and its benefits the phala the great words the mahavakya the essence of the upanishad is revealed tatvamasi ayam atma brahma the oneness of the supreme consciousness and the ever union of the individual soul and the all pervading universal consciousness is revealed by the jeev brahma aikya in tatvam asi the tat stands for the divinity parmatma the tvam stands for the individual jivatma and the asi is for the oneness or the aikya gnana that everything is just one and the same how can we see this oneness in many differences krishna says sarva bhutastam atmanam one who knows that within all the beings there is one soul atma sarva bhutani cha atmani and sees all the beings in the same consciousness atma or brahma yoga yukta atma ikshate this is a vision of the yukta yogi sarvatra samadarshana sees oneness everywhere the wise man knows without any doubt that i am the pure consciousness aham atma shuddha chaitanya and not i am not the body mind complex and that within all the beings sarva bhuta the same consciousness atma or chaitanya pervades sarva bhutastam atmanam he she also knows certainly that all the beings are suspended in the same consciousness sarva bhutani cha atmani the same self which is perceived individual consciousness the atma is the same as the all pervading supreme consciousness the sarva vyapaka chaitanya or brahma just as due to the transient form and the name pot given to it there is a differentiation between the space which is within the pot called ghatakasha and the space which is outside the pot called mahakasha in essence from the perspective of the space there is no difference between these spaces which are created by the pot assuming its form for a transient period similarly the body of all the beings are assumed transiently which creates all the differences the consciousness chaitanya in the body katakasha is the same as all the bodies which are suspended in the same uh, all pervading consciousness chaitanya or mahakasha 
there is only one consciousness chaitanya which is all pervading sarvavyapak both inside and outside of all the beings and things mahakasha this vision of seeing oneness in all the differences sarvatra samadarshanaha is the vision of the wise man firmly steady in wisdom the oneness of the jiva and the ishvara is what the next shlok yomam pashyati sarvatra krishna says one who sees me everywhere sarvam cha mai pashyati and sees everything within me tasya aham na pranashyami always sees me i am not destroyed for that person satchamena pranashyati and i always feel very close to that person at the climax of knowledge the devotee feels one with the divine one who has realized the divinity in this way seeing only one divinity everywhere sarvatra ishvara darshana for that man there is no going back to the illusion of being away from the divine even for a moment and what is the benefit of this knowledge of oneness sarvabhuta stitam yomam one who sees me in all the beings bhajati ekatva mam stitah and devotes by being one with the me this enlightened wise person wherever he or she lives mai vartate lives within me the benefit of the knowledge happens during this lifetime by seeing one in all diversities seeing oneness in this universe that wise person attains complete freedom from all the pains miseries fears attachments and expectations the final fruit of attaining the divinity and having completely fulfilled the inner bliss of our own self is the highest benefit of this knowledge this is the ultimate success of human life what they share in common is extreme compassion not for just the humans for what for all the beings in this universe and how do these wise people have so much of compassion for others krishna says atmopamyena sarvatra stamam pashyati arjuna oh arjuna they see their own self in everyone sukham vaya diva dukham sayogi paramo matah and feel the pain or pleasure of others and such a yogi is the greatest yogi in my opinion the vision of the wise is to see the same consciousness as a foundation atishthana of all the beings in the universe they know that it is with this thread that all the different beads of the universe are in- entwined when the vision is on the colorful beads we miss to see the thread which upholds all the beads these wise men never hurt anyone by their actions words or even thoughts arjuna now asks a question which reflects every seeker's experience arjuna uvacha yoyam yogastvaya proktah samhyena madhusudana etasyaham na pashyami chanchalatvat stitim stiram he says oh madhusudana the yoga that you just mentioned of oneness i cannot see a firm state of that yoga because he says chanchalatvat stitim stiram as the mind is very very restless having heard the highest goal arjuna feels that this goal looks very difficult to achieve in life he knows the major obstacle is within us not outside us our own mind which is so restless and unsteady does not allow us to focus and pursue the journey that is needed to achieve such a goal so many other distractions happen to us day in and day out in our life which takes us away from our goals the main enemies which remain hidden within us are our strong likes and dislikes raga dvesha created by our own past experiences and this is the main cause for the restless mind they force us to act without giving much thought and make us do things which we would never think of doing arjuna further clarifies he says he describes the state of the mind and how difficult it is to control he says chanchala mimana krishna pramathi balavadrudam because oh krishna the mind is so restless 
it churns everything is powerful and obstinate tasyaham nigraham manye vayo eva sudushkaram therefore i understand that to control the mind is very difficult just like controlling the wind everyone wants a quiet mind which would listen to ourselves which can help us take important decisions wisely and which can help us to meditate on our own self we are mostly unable to control our mind there is always a dual between what the mind wants to do and what the intellect wants to do mana buddhi yuddha therefore arjuna is asking from none other than shri krishna who is ishwara who has one has complete control over his senses and mind regarding how we can control his mind krishna accepts and says yes the mind is restless the control is definitely difficult but it is not impossible shri bhagavan uvacha asanshayam mahabaho mano durnigraham chalam abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagyena cha gruhyate says oh great warrior there is no doubt that control over the mind is very difficult but he also shows two solutions the mind can be controlled by abhyasa by constant practice and by vairagya by detachment he says constant practice and detachment are the two ways to achieve modulation of the mind constant practice or abhyasa is nothing but repeated regular revisions of the same job or the skill that we keep doing to first learn it and then to master the skill detachment or vairagya is nothing but carrying out all our actions with non attachment to our near dear ones and the material possessions with a kind of dispassion for being emotional about issues the attitude of the aspirant seeker should be to interact with all the worldly objects with the current understanding of its true nature concluding the sixth adhyaya the union with the self control atma sanyama yoga krishna praises the one who has self control and gives his final opinion he says asanyata atmana tu yoga dushprapa iti me matihi for the one who has no self control meditation dhyana is difficult but for the one who is fully under self control and keeps on trying with practice and detachment the meditation is definitely possible and this is my opinion in the final verses of the sixth adhyaya arjuna has a doubt if for some reason the journey does not reach to its legitimate goal and gets interrupted what will be the onward journey for this seeker whatever he she has done will it get wiped off and he or she needs to start afresh krishna gives him solace and shows that the onward journey of the aspirant is according to his previous deeds arjuna uvacha ayati shraddhayopeto yoga chalita manasah aprapya yoga sansiddhim kamgatim krishna gachati he says arjuna says those who have faith in the guru scriptures for some reason their mind gets diverted from yoga and they are not able to uh, go on this path with adequate enthusiasm they are not able to reach their goal kam gatim krishna gachati says what will be the honor onward journey of this aspirant spiritual journey needs our own efforts purushartha without efforts or yatna we cannot reach to any goal on the spiritual path greater efforts are needed prayatna where we need to pursue the right means in the adequate proportion paryapta matra with persistence with a priority for a prolonged period of time these efforts need to be continued in the right direction yathartha and only then the fruits will be obtained if one due to delusions could not reach to the goal kachina ubhay vibrashta 
when he, whether he would be lost from both the sides chinna brahmivanashyati and get destroyed like a cloud etan me sanchayam krishna this is my doubt oh krishna chettum arhasya sheshatah you are the only one capable of completely removing or destroying my doubt because no one else apart from you can clear this doubt of mine this question also demonstrates arjuna's immense faith in krishna as being ishwara he only knows the onward journey of all the beings completely and no one's l can answer this question krishna answers he gives solace to arjuna and says nothing goes in vain on the spiritual path one who has done some elevating actions never goes on a downward journey this man will not be destroyed in this world or the other lokas in the heaven also on the spiritual path nothing goes in vain and there is nothing like failure everything that we do act or even think counts and is noted in our account good deeds are recorded as impressions in our accounts as virtues punya whereas bad deeds are recording as sins papa our balance of good or not so good karma at the time of death will determine our onward journey krishna describes the onward journey for the one who is unfulfilled in yoga yoga brashta he says having virtues due to the good deeds of the past sadhana that person achieves the higher lokas or heaven and after staying there enjoying the pleasures for many years one who has fallen from yoga who could not reach the goal then takes birth in a pious or a prosperous family athava in the next shloka he shows another option that person takes birth in the family of yogis or the learned and this kind of birth is even more rare in this world krishna praises the second option because it is in only in the human birth that we have the potential to attain the divine in all other births like the higher lokas or other animals birds or reptile species there is no such opportunity how does a person start the onward journey in the new birth and krishna says in this birth the previous karma related impressions sanskaras they join with the impressions or sanskaras of the mind and intellect buddhi yoga and from there on that person starts his own effort sadhana to reach the goal all the previous sanskaras or impressions of the practice of spirituality sadhana pushes the person into his onward journey by desire to know the truth and by his own efforts that person transcends the worldly actions prescribed in the vedas the past impressions by the actions done in the previous birth are never destroyed and some circumstances become instrumental to restart the spiritual journey the intense desire to reach the goal and the efforts put in by the aspirant are important to continue on the journey the person needs to be aware be in good company and develop detachment from material pressures to attain the divinity the spiritual progress needs efforts for many lives a seeker who makes all necessary and wholehearted efforts purifies all sins and impurities aneka janma sansiddhim efforts of many such lives tata yati param gatim then finally achieves the freedom or moksha the spiritual progress needs conscious efforts prayatman prayatnat yataman done with enthusiasm patience eagerness in the right direction in an appropriate amount continued forever with understanding and with a goal always in the mind then that will become fructified and this kind of effort is done with upholding the values and the virtues removing all the sins and impurities of the mind finally krishna praises the yogi and the path of yoga he says arjuna in my you this yogi is superior to the ascetic tapasvi and this yogi is superior to the knowledgeable or pandita and this kind of atmasanyama yogi is superior to karma yogi tasmat yogi bhava arjuna he says therefore gives a call to arjuna to become a yogi 
and here the word yogi means atma sanyama yoga because that is the subject matter of this chapter according to guru ma the main message of this verse is that there are many means or sadhana to attain the one divinity however no single means sadhana is good enough we need to utilize several means like karma tapa gnana sadhana and all these other means to perform a comprehensive spiritual journey sadhana according to our own inclination to get the benefits of each of the means for our progress finally coming to the end of the adhyaya krishna answers who is the best yogi he says yogi naam api sarvesham the best of all yogis is the one madgate anantaratmana who keeps his or her mind in me continuously shraddhavan bhajate yo maam who worships me with lot of faith same yukta tama matah and that in my opinion is the best yogi one who uses the yoga path the yoga sadhana to connect with the supreme is a yogi even during daily vyavhara daily conduct our day to day life one who is connected with the divinity is a true yogi keeping mind in the divine remembering him at every moment of our life seeing his grace all the time chanting his name ever and seeing his glory everywhere the yogi who is a devotee of the divine is the highest yogi devotion is nothing but connecting with the highest respect and reverence with the lord one who surrenders to the divine is saved from the delusions of the world we end the sixth adhyaya and in the next or the seventh adhyaya which deals with devotion and the divine which will be summarized in the next session om tat satiti shrimad bhagavad gitasu upanishatsu ब्रह्म योगशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुन संवाद आत्मसंयमो नाम ष्ठोध्याय थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस एपिसोड इन द सीरीज ट्रांसफॉर्म योर लाइफ बाय अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ भगवदगीता दिस इज योर होस्ट संजीव होप यू हैव गेन बाय द शेयरिंग फॉर मोर डिटेल अंडरस्टैंडिंग please visit youtube channel s haribakti it's one word s h a r i b h a k t i where you will find multiple adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists or you could join whatsapp learning group the bhagavad gita study group where we do a guided in depth study of bhagavad gita over one year period do send me an email request on s haribakti it's one word at the rate gmail.com so i can share a link for you to join this group thank you